Support for the Trailblazers.fm podcast comes from the Campaign for Black Male Achievement, a national membership network of more than 5,000 members all across the country working to improve the life outcomes of our black men and boys. I'm so excited to share that on Thursday, October 18th, CBME will be celebrating their 10th year anniversary and commemorate a decade of growth and impact for the Black Male Achievement Movement. Now, this gala is going to be honoring Tanya Allen of the Skillman Foundation, one of our past guests, John Rogers Jr., the CEO of Aerial Investments, and George Soros, founder of the Open Society Foundations. To learn more about purchasing tickets to the gala or If you'd like to become a sponsor for the event, please visit blackmailachievement.org or you can shoot me an email, steven at tvpod.com. You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. What's going on, Blazer Nation? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Trailblazers.fm podcast. My name is Stephen A. Hart, and I'm excited about this fall season and all that we have in store for you. Next week, we begin a brand new series that I'm simply calling Trailblazer Entrepreneurs. Many of you know that trailblazers share this mindset, right? This common mindset of being positive. We can't accomplish what's never been done before. We can't blaze a new trail if we can't frame our thoughts properly and positively. And so I've got someone today that's going to help us to get ready to receive what's coming your way over the next several weeks. Our feature trailblazer today is Charles Scott, who goes by Chaz. And Chaz is a published writer, motivational speaker, a self-empowerment workshop curator, and an accomplished computer security technologist. And he hails right here about 30 minutes away from me in Ellicott City, Maryland. He holds a bachelor's degree in computer science and a master's in cybersecurity from Hampton University. He's also the founder and chief creative optimist of Positively Caviar, based in the Baltimore, Washington metro right here. Positively Caviar is a 501c3 focused on empowering, inspiring, and motivating all human beings. But they have a special emphasis on youth and are focused on instilling mental resilience by way of positive thinking. Chaz and his team travel across the mid-Atlantic and they deliver high-intensity speaking engagements and host their signature self-empowerment workshops that are designed to understand and apply the secrets and science behind the human mind. When Chaz is not eradicating negativity, He's hunting hackers as a full-time cybersecurity engineer at the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency that defends our nation's cybersecurity infrastructure and satellites. Among the many things that we discussed in today's talk, Chaz shares how scientific studies illuminate the importance of positive thinking and optimism. Ladies and nation, join me in welcoming today's featured guest, Chaz Scott. Enjoy. Chaz, welcome, my brother, and thank you so much for joining us on the Trailblazers.fm podcast. Thank you, sir. I'm glad to be here. Yes. So I love to talk gratitude when we get these conversations going, and I'm wondering what's happening in your world right now that has you feeling blessed to be alive. I think every day is a blessing, man. One of the things that I've been doing every time I wake up in the morning, and right before I go to sleep especially, is just to think about something that I constantly overlook that I'm grateful for whether it's just family, friends, 
an experience that happened throughout my day that was positive in nature that just reminded myself of, you know, how beautiful life is. And there's been countless experiences, you know, that I tend to overlook, but it's important to, you know, like you mentioned, you know, remind yourself of some of the things that have happened in your life to begin to focus on the things that keep you happy and positive. So I do that constantly every single day. More specifically, I'm happy that I have a job and income coming in, man. I think a lot of people take it for granted, but you know, there's people that, you know, don't have places to sleep, don't have clothes on their back, but you just take those simple things for granted and you have to be reminded. Absolutely. I can't agree with you more. So important to always keep gratitude in the front of your mind, right? Because it's the things that we don't have control over, but we're still blessed because of them, right? So I see you're from Ellicott City, Maryland, man. I've lived here in Maryland for 11 years, and um, I know you're still in the DMV area, right? Yes, sir. Still in the DMV area. Nice. Yeah. My brother-in-law, this is probably like a decade back, but he used to live in these awesome new condos that went up after he's finished Maryland kind of on the top side of the river. Okay. It was like the ultimate bachelor pad. Oh, man. <laughs> I, was, I was like, man, Ellicott City was so beautiful, but terrible to see kind of what, you know, these floods have done to the community there over yeah. the past, past couple of years and even in the last couple of months. But let me ask you, yeah. having grown up in Maryland, <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised that you chose Hampton over Howard. <laughs> oh, you know how many times I get that, man? <laughs> So it's funny. My mom, she's actually a professor there. So she's a... At Hampton? No, at Howard, Howard University. What? And uh, yeah, she got her master's there. She got her doctorate there. So she's a geneticist there. And she studies marijuana abuse and alcoholism to see how that has an effect generationally on college campuses. Wow. And But my whole thing was, you know, I always used to go to her, to Howard University, just to spend time like on campus. And I just got so used to it. And it was really kind of like my backyard. And I was like... I kind of want to go somewhere where my mom can't sneak up on me. And at the same time, (laughs) I can come back. So I think three and a half hours was good as far as a distance for that. So yeah, I had to take my talents down to, you know, the The real HU. (laughs) As they put it, the other HU, the real HU, right? So I I enjoyed my time. Love it. Love it. So you studied computer science and I wanted to ask, you know, were you always drawn to the sciences? I think so, man. I was always interested in like little gadgets, PlayStations, PlayStation Portables, Game Boys. I wanted to create the next, you know, thing for gadgets. I wanted to work with Steve Jobs. I wanted to work, you know, for Sony. And I think my parents instilled that in me. My father, he was a Air Force B-52 navigator, and he actually taught. Your parents sound like amazing trailblazers themselves. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, man. That's why I don't sleep, because I know what I have to do (laughs) to live up to this potential, man, as a Scot. So, yeah, my father, he taught at the Air Force Academy as a navigator, and he was an engineer himself. And, you know, my mom, you know, was in the sciences, biology and stuff. So they always instilled, like, that science aspect into me, I think. And I was always interested in space and technology and just how we can push the human potential to assist others in some of our daily tasks. So computer science was kind of like the foundation to everything that was needed in terms of technology, but it was probably one of the hardest majors I could have ever chose. So it was it was a true struggle, man. True struggle. Wow. 
I have an eight-year-old daughter, Chaz, and I'm always signing her up and getting her into computers and coding and chess and trying to get her geeked up about STEM, yeah. you know, the STEM fields. And I love when I get to have these conversations on the podcast because, you know, I absolutely will be sharing yeah. <laughs> your wisdom with her. But um, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing today and what's driving you in the work that you're now doing. I see that you founded a 501c3 yep. nonprofit called Positively Caviar. Got that right? Yes, sir. You got it. So tell us a little bit about the focus along with your mission and vision uh-huh. for this organization. How do you come up with this this idea? So it really stemmed when I was in my master's program, actually senior year of, of college, but it's all about instilling mental resiliency by way of positive thinking and optimism. And there's true science beyond this fact and into this that suggest that you can change your mental state, your emotions, instill mental habits and tips and techniques to overcome trials and tribulations. And I started really diving deep into this stuff, understanding how the mind works, the conscious and subconscious mind, repetition of thoughts. And I started to realize, number one, how cool it was. But number two, you know, the amount of information that is out there needs to be expressed and exposed to youth as well as older individuals. Our whole thing is, if you can begin to understand how your body operates, then you can begin to implement strategies and techniques to change your lifestyle habits, your happiness, and things of that nature. So one of the things that we really focus on is our signature build self-empowerment workshops, where we partner with Mm -hmm. high schools, boys and girls clubs, middle schools, where we just go in, do these fun interactive activities that get them thinking about how important their thoughts are and how they control their entire lives. And we do that through digital media. I think the estimate is... Is that like a year-round workshop? Yeah, well, so it's basically wherever we're needed, you know, we're there. So one of the things that we're trying to do is start to implement ongoing self-empowerment workshops to the same kids so you can see the matriculation as they get older to see the progress in our workshops. And actually, my dream is to write a research paper on this to see how kids change over time and to see their progression. I want to write that paper with my mom, right? Because she studies genetics. And, you know, there's this term called epigenetics, the study of how your genes change over time due to your thought patterns and your experiences. There's a term called neuroplasticity, the study of how your brain synapses and the neurological structure of your brain changes over time, again, through your thought patterns and your experiences. And these are things that are happening throughout your body each and every day. This is amazing, Chaz. Like you're the first person I've heard that says there's scientific proof that, you know, our bodies and our lives are directly influenced by the thoughts. Like I'm always about positive thought, but it's crazy to kind of hear like, hey, there's proof in the pudding. I'd love, you know, there's a question that I I often ask myself, right? And I'll pose this to you. Why do you think most people choose not to be happy? (laughs) Because at the end of the day, it's a choice, right? Yeah, it is a choice. But at the same time, like none of us were given a handbook to say, hey, this is how you need to live your life. You know what I'm saying? We were not given this manual to say, hey, you know, if I do this, do this, do this, you know, I'll be happy. I think we're just thrown into it. And you have to become conscious. You have to become aware of your emotions, aware of your thoughts. Um, That's why people meditate, do yoga, to get them centered and grounded, to understand and watch their thoughts move from thought to thought. But nonetheless, man, I really think it's important that you begin to understand who you are as a person. And it comes with time. It comes with life experiences. 
And over time, you start to make those adjustments. And I think that's what happened to me. And then through, you know, the research and because I'm a science guy, right? I always want to know how it works so I can begin Mm -hmm. to apply it. So you take that knowledge, which is how it works. But when you apply it, that's wisdom. That's one of the things that I want to pass down to youth to get them start thinking about that. Because a lot of our communities are dealing with transgenerational trauma, right? And we can begin to change that if we're understanding of this knowledge and begin to apply it. Wow. Yeah. So this goes back to our mental state, right? So as humans, right, what they say is, I don't know how true this is, but 86% of our self-talk, right, that voice inside of our head that we constantly hear ourselves, you know, we may not say anything, but we can hear ourselves say something, right? Mm -hmm. That's that self-talk. 86% of that self-talk is considered negative. Now, the reason why that is, is it's to protect us, right? Fears, self-talk, those type of things were put into our human brains because back in the way primitive days back in the day, right? We were always outside and all that good stuff. You know, we were constantly overlooking our shoulder, you know, where are the wolves, where are the bears? So if we hear a bear or hear a wolf, right? Our constant instinct, right? The fight or flight instinct, right? Is is to run, right? Is to become fearful to run to save yourself. So it's really a protective mechanism that happens in the brain that allows you to be safe, right? But over time, we start to realize that, you know, we're not necessarily putting these predicaments on a constant basis anymore, right? And you need to begin to understand it and then use it to your advantage throughout your daily life. Wow. So, Talk me through, right? You focus more on youth, obviously, with Positively Caviar, but what are some daily actions that both are young and young at heart <laughs> listening to this call? Right. What can we do to remind ourselves to stay positive on a day-to-day basis? There's a couple of different things. And I got to be honest with you, I've been doing them, trying them, because if I was expressing it to people and I'm doing these workshops, like I have to try them myself. Yeah, I'm a doer, right? So it sounds fake when I'm talking about it and I don't really do them. Absolutely. But you'll find that the morning time frame, like as soon as you wake up in the morning, there's this quote, you win the first hour of the day, right? And you will win the day. The first hour of the day is so critical to your mind, body, and soul. And it's important to implement some type of morning routine to get you, really, I call it to get your frequency up, your vibrations up. And life is all about vibrations, right? The entire world is made up of vibrations and energy. And I think sometimes we don't necessarily realize that, but there are experiences where we realize that throughout life. But nonetheless, you know, waking up early in the morning, meditating, One of the things I like to do is brush my teeth with my non-dominant hand, which is my left hand. And that opens up, you know, new communication pathways in your brain for your brain synapses. It's all about doing life strategies to help your brain and to focus your intention and attention. So life is about, (laughs) yeah, life is about. I have to laugh laugh because I'm like, I've never brushed my teeth with one. With your op- uh, non-dominant hand? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm left-handed, so right. I'm like, immediately you have me thinking, like, have I ever brushed my teeth with my right hand? Right. <laughs> right. Well, there's studies that suggest that, you know, doing those things over time, it helps your brain, helps your brain learn new things. And then pretty soon you'll get to a point where it becomes very easy for you to brush your teeth with your non-dominant hand. Wow. Uh, but And there's other things that I think we kind of mentioned, which I love that you start off the show is, you know, what are you grateful for? Focus okay. your intentions on what you're grateful for, because then you'll begin to realize all the things that you've overlooked. And that's one of my favorite books explains that, which is called Super Genes by Deepak Chopra. 
and he talks about focusing your intentions and how that has an influence on your genes and then how that has an influence on your brain just simply off of your thought patterns. So there's, I could go through a long list of things that can help you. Water, right, is important. As soon as you wake up in the morning, that's one of the most dehydration periods throughout the day. You need water early in the morning. And they also talk about some type of exercise throughout the day, right? I prefer in the morning, at least 30 minutes is enough to get your mind, body, and soul flowing. (laughs) My whole thing is, and people say, you know, I'm on my Instagram and, you know, I'm dancing, you know, in the car on my way into work and all that good stuff, but I'm really raising my (laughs) vibrations and I'm walking into work and I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm happy for life. And I just feel good about life. And I think my aura, people feel that. So when negativity comes around, it just bounces off of me because I've already prepared my mind, body, and soul early in the morning to take care of what needs to be taken care of throughout the rest of the day. I love this, man. This is awesome. (laughs) So I'm going to flip the script for a minute. As an entrepreneur, you're, as you shared, you founded a nonprofit. I'm sure there are the highs of growing this nonprofit, but you've also learned to navigate some of the lows and the growth pains of growing this into this organization. What's been some of the challenges you've had to navigate in order to keep things growing? And what have you been learning from some of those valleys? Man. I think it was one of my mentors who suggested that, you know, entrepreneurship is one of the closest experiences to death humanly possible. (laughs) I really think there's truth to that because you have this idea that you feel like is important to you and you can extend and help for the world and help yourself, help your family, whatever, whatever. And you just know that there's a lot, there's people out there that don't believe in this dream, right? Or haven't seen it simply because it's in your mind, right? So I got to the point where. I knew that nobody could see this dream except myself. And when I explained to people exactly what I wanted to do and where I wanted to head with it and where I could see it in 10 to 15 years, I knew me explaining it to them, I knew with the intentions that, listen, they may not understand it and I don't need their confirmation, right, to support my dream. And it Mm. took a while because growing up as a kid, you know, we always want to hear it's going to be okay. You're doing a great job. I'm a words of affirmation type of guy, right? The five languages of love. That, that's me. I got a lot of that. Because yes. you can do anything that you want, right? My parents always used to instill that in me. But you know, when people didn't necessarily agree with some of the things that I was doing or didn't quite understand it, it was hard for me to take. But I got to the point where I was like, you know what? This is my idea. This is my dream. The reason why they can't understand it is because they haven't seen the dreams that are in my head when I go to sleep at night because they're mine. And God endowed that dream upon myself in order for me to go ahead and accomplish it. Not them, right? So I have to prove it within myself in order for me to prove it to somebody else. Beauty in that, Chaz, the second that it succeeds, everyone's going to be like, Chaz, I knew this was going to work out all along. (laughs) 100%, man. I think majority of the people, yeah, yeah. We could talk about that a lot. (laughs) But you have to push over, you have to push yourself to do that, man. It's hard to believe in yourself. And last tidbit to that, I really think, I'll talk about another struggle too, but I really think this is one of the things that I'm trying to convey in our workshops and my speaking engagements, because I'm also a motivational speaker. Your gifts and abilities that were given to you must be used in a manner to assist others. That is that, what I call the high off of life. And it's important to understand that. Use your gifts 
gifts and abilities. Find those gifts. Everybody in this planet was given a gift. Find those gifts and abilities to assist others. That's what life is all about. What are you doing to help somebody? What are you doing to inspire somebody? What are you doing to assist somebody in need? You know, whether it's through your experiences, whether it's through the podcast, right? You created the podcast to share experiences, to motivate people, young professionals, and you're using your gift. And I find that a lot of people don't know what their gift is or haven't consciously thought about it, right? And it's, I've been trying to pull that out of people and then get them to understand it and then use it. Because we're stuck on this side of fear. Everything that you want in life is on the other side of fear. Will Smith said that. You know, God yes. I love it. <laughs> God put everything that you want in this life on the other side of fear, but you have to jump, as Steve Harvey said, which is the book that I read on a constant basis. But yeah. Dude, it's 930 at night. You got me fired up. <laughs> Good, man. I'm a, I'm a motivational speaker. This is what I do. <laughs> Come on. I don't need any coffee tonight. <laughs> Can I say one more thing related to- Yes, um, absolutely. You can keep talking, man. The struggles, man. I think this just goes with life in general, right? Consistency, consistency, consistency. As an entrepreneur, you need to have consistency. So one of the things that we do, we have a weekly blog, right? We're constantly posting on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and it's important for us to maintain that consistency because otherwise, if I post every three or four days, people are going to see on their timeline, oh, Chaz is still doing this positively caviar stuff. I I thought he was done. You have to stay consistent, but it is so hard. I I have a full-time job and I just got a new position where I'm working like 12 hours. So there's been times where, you know, the times that I could sleep is when I go to the bathroom stall at work and I need to take a quick nap. <laughs> it gets to that point, right? That's happened a couple of times. And I think you just got to get to the point to say, I don't care what's going to happen. I know deep within my heart, this is important to me and this is important to somebody else. And you have to maintain that consistency no matter what happens, you have to push through it. And it's funny because the same stuff that I'm preaching in the nonprofit is the same stuff I'm implementing in my own life, right? So I have to Absolutely. I have to maintain that consistency because I'm telling people to implement these strategies of repetition and consistency to get them controlling their subconscious mind, which has a direct influence on the universe and their destiny. And that can go down another line. But and I, I don't know how much you've looked at, Chaz, with developing habit, right? Yep. Developing positive habit and the time it takes to develop positive habit or habits in general. Because right. people say, you know, a habit's formed in 21 days. I believe there is, you know, some data behind saying it takes quite a bit longer, maybe like 60 or 70 days to develop or times to develop that habit. But to your point, the consistency is huge. Right. And developing that habit to consistently perform every single time, right, is something that takes quite a bit of work. I'm 120 something episodes into this podcast. But for the last two and a half years, every Monday morning at 5 a.m., there is an episode that goes live. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. What's happening on my nine to five doesn't matter. What's happening in my family life? There are many Sunday nights before I had an editor where I had to be up at like two in the morning, three in the morning, because I knew at five, there's going to be an episode that went live. And now it's ingrained, right? Like whatever it takes. And I'm blessed to say, okay, now our episodes usually are done, you know, days, if not weeks in advance. But it took a while to develop that mindset around whatever it took, I'm going to get this right. done because yes. it's not important to me. Right. And I mean, but here's the thing that you had, you had the awareness, you had the conscious effort, this, the conscious thought that said, 
I'm going to do whatever it takes to get this done. I'm going to lose sleep. I may miss a meal. I may fall asleep at work at my desk. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do whatever it takes. And you just have to get into that mental mode to build that mental resiliency. If I can go into this a little bit, there's this Navy SEAL, David Goggins. Yes. He was a, you familiar? Yes. <laughs> He's crazy dude, man. I started studying him and I think he went to, oh man, he went to Navy SEALs training. He went to Army. I think he went to like all of the top trainings within like the Army and Navy and all that good stuff. But nonetheless, he started doing these triathlons, but there were like 24, 36 hour runs. And he had to run around this track in order for him to qualify for one of these runs that was like 36 hours straight or something crazy like that. And he had like, I don't know, like 20 miles to go. And he sat down, right? And he was like, you know, he was peeing blood down his leg. He started pooping himself. And his wife at the time said, you know, you're not going to make the time. But he got to the point where he was like, you know what? I don't care. It was mind over matter. He told his mind, he had a conscious effort in his mind to say, I don't care what I'm going to go through. I'm going to push my body to the limit. And he said, you know, when you push out, you know, the things that you've been struggling with, the things that have happening to your life, there's a connection between your mind and body that takes you beyond that human potential that, you know, that we think that we have, right? They say we only use a part of percentage of our brain. He said he probably used like 100%, but he went through all of these trainings just to get to this point when he was trying to qualify for this moment right here to make him realize that there's the human potential that has not been touched quite yet. And he stood up, right? Pee down, you know, blood down his leg, poop down his pants. And he finished that last 20 miles around the track. And at that moment when he finished, he knew that the human potential was not even touched yet. I just, I love that story because we can push ourselves far beyond than what, you know, we think we can. And I think sometimes we forget that. So those type of things like really instill in me. And I'm like, man, I need to, I need to go to the Air Force. I need to go to the Army. Like I need to like push my body to the limit. Um, I already lose a lot of sleep. Like I probably get like three to four hours of sleep, but I feel energized, right? I feel good because I know the work that I'm doing is important. So get your sleep, Chaz. I know, I know, I know. Get your sleep, man. I know. So let me, before we wrap up here, I know you speak all around. You shared a minute ago that you do motivational speaking, and I believe you speak all up and down the Northeast region, right? At different organizations and churches and so on. Yes. Is that right? Absolutely. Yes, sir. And you shared a bit about self-empowerment workshops for youth. If there are people listening right now, be it church folk or school administrators or organizations who are interested in these workshops and in your speaking, how can they contact you? How can they connect with you? Absolutely. So I think one of the biggest thing is to check out our website. If you can Google Positively Caviar, our website is staybasedandpositive.com. So S-T-A-Y-B-A-S-E-D. A-N-D, and then positive, P-O-S-I-T-I-V-E.com. And you can find our workshops, our signature Build Self-Empowerment Workshops. Um, you can book us for a speaking engagement. And it's really a team of us. I could not do this you know, without my marketer up in New York City, Nikki, and then Shama down here who helps out with the workshops and stuff. And come to find out, we all went to Hampton. So we started this dream together. Wow. Yeah, man. That's fantastic. Yeah. And then another guy, JC, who's out traveling the world right now but he still submits our articles because we have a monthly collaboration with the Baltimore Times. So we submit articles on a monthly basis. Stories that are positive in nature, 
and mental health tips and things of that nature. But all of that can be found on our website, as well as our newsletter that we send out weekly to get people to understand kind of what we're talking about from a science perspective, and then be kept up to date with our activities, our workshops, as well as our speaking engagements. I absolutely love your content, man. Love the hype (laughs) in the motivational speaking. But let me ask you a couple of questions before we let you go. Are there any books that you're reading or you've read that, you know, would really help our Blazing Nation community to expand on some of this goodness that you've shared with us today? Oh, man. Oh, I could I could go off on my mess, man. There's a, there's a couple books that I constantly read. One, Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. It's the wow. importance of using your relationships to really, not to your advantage per se, but to help others. It comes back tenfolds. I really bust my butt to make the conscious effort to help others. And I think a lot of people forget we're in this entrepreneur space where it's like, gimme, 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 where it's really about, you know, giving, giving, giving. And my grandfather, Acneo Muldrow, who did a lot of stuff in the Baltimore area as far as small business loans and stuff, very famous. And he was actually one of the few members that sat at the sit-ins and ate when he went to A&T, right? So he's pretty famous. But he instilled this, the giving, right? Sharing your network, connecting the dots. And life is really about finding the people you know that you want to create things together. So life is about finding those people and then creating those things to help others. So Never really Eat Alone is one. Two, Hardwiring Happiness by Rick Hansen. Three, one of my favorite books of all time, which really got this instilled in me, which is The Power of Positive Thinking, which is Shema, you know, one of my team members, she really kind of pushed that upon me. And still to this day, I owe her a thanks for that book and that way of life and that way of thinking. Also, another book, which I've just finished, which is The Emotion Code by Dr. Bradley Nelson. He talks about how basically how it's important to understand that, listen, like your emotions guide your destiny and it's a direct correlation to how you feel and what happens to you. Like it's the law of attraction. It really gets down to the science of it as far as traumatic experiences and how you can overcome them and how fears are passed down from generation to generation. It's really, sometimes you read it and you're like, oh my gosh, did I really just read that? So there's a lot of knowledge out there that can assist you if you start to implement it, right? It's important to grab the knowledge. And I find myself, Stephen, I got to be honest, man, I find myself reading a lot, but what am I going to do to use that knowledge to implement it, which is wisdom, right? I can listen to all these podcasts. I can look at these YouTube motivational videos. I can. How do you put it into application? How do you put it into application, Stephen? And, um, you know, you learn over time, but you got to, you know, it's, I tell you what, man, like even now I'm a podcast junkie. I consume a lot of content, but I've been deliberate in the last six months to almost be selfish. Like I'm like, all right, this is what I'm trying to do beyond trailblazers or with trailblazers Ah. and anything and everything I consume needs to be helping me on that mission or I'm not consuming it or I only consume it, you know, when I kind of am taking a break, but I've kind of... Because obviously, as entrepreneurs, we have the shiny light, you know, syndrome, right? Like, you have ideas that pop up every day when you listen to some of this content, and it does nothing to help your focus. So yeah, I I share that with you, you know, I want to put into application some of what I hear and read. And it's difficult when you're (laughs) you're consuming every all these different points of, you know, content and information and then and advice. Oh, 100%, man, 100%. And then just kind of add to your question, You know, books and podcasts are important, but also I think the biggest thing that you can learn from 
is just people, man. You know, I eventually want to get my doctorate in positive psychology down the line, but you can learn a lot through just being around people that you want to be like, right? So I have a lot of mentors, but you know, I have some time to sit down with them and just discuss anything like life, you know, what they do, what's their daily habits, what's their morning routine, what's their activities, what keeps you motivated, just little things like that, because people go through experiences and things in order for it to be expressed to others, to inspire others and to share experiences. I think it's important to pass that knowledge down. So I can attest to that by telling you that having interviewed 130 plus people at this point, I feel like I tell people every day, I feel like I had you know, like another degree in the last two years, just off the wisdom, right? Like that I've, I've gained listening to stories and the journeys and the failures and the success of others. It's been amazing. So I absolutely agree with you on that, Steve. So last question for you, Chaz, and we'll wrap up for today. What's one action that we should begin taking that's going to absolutely help us to blaze our own trail? Oh man. Does it have to just be one? Just one. I'm gonna I'm gonna sum it up with this quote right here, and I I think it just stems from you know how your thoughts control your life and believing in yourself and stuff like that. But it's one of my favorite quotes, and I think it sums it up. But your life will move in the direction of your thoughts and words. Speak victory, not defeat. And you know, I think a lot of us, you know, we need to begin to understand that that self talk is the biggest conversation that you will ever have in your entire life with yourself. What are you saying to yourself to overcome your challenges, to push yourself beyond that human potential, to really find your purpose and to really push yourself to who you are destined to be? And I think a lot of us are scared and I think a lot of us need to use our self-talk, implement strategies to push themselves to that next level. So it's important to be aware of your thoughts and your words because you need to speak victory into your life, not defeat. Chaz Scott, I'll finish this episode right there, my brother. Thank you so very much for just spitting so much dope wisdom tonight. (laughs) This has been real, man. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate you. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'll be posting links to all of today's book recommendations and links mentioned on our show notes page at tdpod.com. If today was your first time listening to the Trailblazers podcast, I just want to extend a warm Trailblazers welcome to you. We're so happy to have you here and we encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Go ahead and browse through some of our past episodes to keep the knowledge flowing. If you're a fan of the podcast and today's content, and you're maybe already subscribed to the podcast, please continue to share and invite your friends, your family, your colleagues to listen to an episode that you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories will be moved to make significant changes that will have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday by about 5 a.m. Eastern. Trailblazers, jump off this podcast today. Go find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Cheers. Cheers.